I can't believe you guys are fucking making me do this. This is the story of Peter and the Wolf. You can read along with me in your book. Let's begin now. He spoke with assurance, watching her brush her teeth and looming far closer than was comfortable. Pregnancy will calm you down into the rightful state of mind. There is no need for you to be upset, little one. I will provide you both safety and comfort. Spitting, she snarled. Safety? You just poisoned me. Comfort? I live in a concrete box. His deeply warning silver eyes narrowed. Shepard was clearly losing patience. It was necessary, and it will only be beneficial to you if, in your coming estrus cycle, you should conceive. Hi, this is Tarek. You're listening to A-Lab episode 13, in which Michael, Tim, and I enter the Omegaverse. For us, a sexy alternative universe full of titillating tropes that make us horny. But for others, it's a wild and unspoiled land of natural resources, just waiting to be extracted for the benefit of a few and the detriment of others. I hope you enjoy it. So we're entering the Omegaverse. Mm-hmm. We've all been reading a lot of wolf porn. Yeah, no, I definitely, I love having just a folder yeah. that just says wolf sex on my Google yes. Drive for all eternity now. Entering yeah. the Omegaverse like an alpha into an unwitting, unwitting Omegaverse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have, I have built a nest in my closet, kind of, in the hopes of attracting a mate. <laughs> No, I gotta tell you, re- reading all the wolf porn has me in a, a state of heightened sexuality. <laughs> Something akin to an estrus. Yeah, I was gonna say, I have to admit, this is my estrus cycle right now yeah. for the next month, so this has been actually kind of hard to do all the prep for this episode. You guys are you're no. getting me in a rut here. No. <laughs> uh, so, the Omegaverse, uh, as we understand it through exhaustive research uh, and masturbation uh, <laughs> after the research. This is actually, uh, is... in law school, they that they took uh, they took Blackacre and all that stuff. This is the actual stuff that the early legal scholars brought over from England. Our entire legal system is based off the Omegaverse. Well, the well, well, the well, the uh, sort of overarching theme of this podcast is that lawyers are a bunch of freaks and perverts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, we're 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 doing our part uh, by uh, letting our freak and pervert out. Um, the, uh, the the Omega the, the Omegaverse. I, I don't know if it's technically fan fiction. It is, so my understanding, and this is on the Wikipedia article that mm. I think gets cited in one of the briefs that we look at later, <laughs> yes. says that it was based off of the hit TV show Supernatural. Right. Which I don't remember what that is, truth be told. But I think but, it had wolf people in it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a vampire spooky town kind of yeah. thing. This gets disputed in some later depositions yes. as to whether it's kind fan of. fiction. <laughs> it's <little> kind of. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> very weird pedantic discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's fair to say that this is an alternate 
universe. Yes. Right. This is yes. not uh yeah, normal humans do not not and are not cast into different <laughs> Speak for yourself. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's an alternate universe that sort of has some shared tropes uh, and it it's it's developed kind of open source, right, on the internet. Yeah, right? like like many things on the internet, it's kind of this yeah. genre that that somebody kind of, you know, creates a story and then those tropes get repeated and remixed in different ways and all of a sudden there's a million stories about wolf fucking yeah although it's 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 humans taking on wolf characteristics yeah right right Right. including like penile characteristics but more specifically sort of societal hierarchical right yeah uh characteristics Right. right right i think i think in the sort of strict canonical version of the omega verse um there are like uh three hierarchical classes the alpha the beta and the omega That's right, right? Mm-hmm. but apparently depending on the writer you could also insert some gammas and deltas yeah. and yes. epsilons <laughs> you know you can have the, untouchables uh... <laughs> the betas also don't seem to matter at all right no they're it's... just normal people those are just normal people as far as i <laughs> yeah, can tell exactly. they're just regular <laughs> the normies yeah yeah they're normies yeah it's cool to be an alpha obviously as i know mm-hmm. uh, from life experience <laughs> um but it's also like it's not you know it's exciting and interesting to be an omega but yeah the betas are just kind of everyday people right? yeah and they all have they all have these like sex, secondary sexual characteristics. In fact, in my research for this, I noticed that Tumblr kind of refers to it as like a a six gender system, which I don't know if this really <laughs> right. yeah. fits into what we would think of as gender. But right. I do think of it. It's kind of like if somebody did the opposite of the Left Hand of Darkness. For if you don't know that, it's an <laughs> Ursula K. Le Guin book, Le Guin, yeah, Le Guin, where yes. they don't they do have estrus cycles, but they're all sexless sort of, and they kind right. of. Right. Play switch hitter, all of them. This is kind of that if somebody inhaled a bunch of gasoline and then tried to write some like weird <laughs> fan fiction based off of that and also really loved werewolves. It's, it's kind of that right. idea where they go through these like sexual cycles of being really, they call it a rut, which I think is what ruminants have for their estrus cycle, but it's like dogs in heat and they, but they also yeah. fight and they also bite each other to mark each other like a tattoo, but it's a bite. And yeah. also there's nesting involved for some reason, even though I don't know really if wolves have nests. It's, they have layers. It's a very, dens. yeah. But wolves have layers. dens, right? <laughs> That's true, but this isn't a den-based society. No. It isn't, no, it's it's not. explicitly a, a nest-based society where the animals right. go into ruts, which is a very scatterbrained biological. Yeah. Just yeah. my yeah, quibbles I mean... with the... With the... <laughs> <laughs> Like you sort of need an alignment chart for the gender uh, explosion, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so the so alphas, as you might expect, are are like the aggressive, uh, strong, uh, right. dominant yeah. types. Which right? I also got to say, that's what Biden should have said instead of at least three when somebody asked him how many genders there were. If he had gone into a long diatribe about the Omega Verse, I would be voting for him. <laughs> But gender, I mean, alphas can be male or female. Right. right. I mean, yeah. ge- all of them. All of them can be either. Right. But right. but it's like alphas are sort of like male coded, right? They've got dicks. Yeah. They're kinda, aggressive. Yeah, they're, they're sort right. of dominant. Yeah. Like a female alpha would have a, a type of clitoris that is large and, right. and comes out or it's like retractable. Yeah. It's basically uh, a penis <laughs> that, yeah. right. that, that can impregnate. People. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And like everybody, you know, if you're an alpha, irrespective of gender, they're just spraying semen everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Although the Omegas seem to be leaking fluid a lot too. And and like, I, 
a disturbing amount that kind of ceases to be sexual <laughs> at some point. It's so much. I don't ever want to read or see or hear the word <laughs> slick ever again. Yo, it's, yeah. it's so much. It's, it's so as much. a nominalization, too. It's a yeah. noun most of the time. Yeah, sometimes an adjective, sometimes like back-to-back. Like one sentence, yeah. it's her slick. In the next second sentence, it's like a slick floor because her slick has covered the, the floor. <laughs> It's so uh, terrible. Yeah. But the Omegas, uh, they have like a a, a strong, des- like not even a desire, like a need to mate. Like, so they, mm-hmm. they get overtaken by their biology and kind of become horny in a way that, again, it, it becomes disturbing after a while. Not really right. even sexual. It would be, if I saw that happening, I would call an ambulance more than anything <laughs> right. else. Right. But again, the betas get short shrift. Yeah, like they the do. alphas are yeah. the, the alphas are spraying liquids everywhere. The the, the omegas are leaking liquids everywhere. <laughs> uh, the the betas appear to be the dry boys. Yeah, yeah. and they, yeah. and the alphas and the omegas get to be in political intrigue and and armies and I, I guess right. all the betas are just like the what like the the military contractors that like build bridges and stuff like that's yeah that's their thing. They like have normal sex and call it a day. Bake some bread and actuaries yeah. and yeah. <laughs> That would be. I would. I would read a story about that. Just a normal actuary. <laughs> just making just, your way through, right. the, through the omega. No, there might be. A, you might be onto something. There's like a niche here. Like you yeah. just write stories that yeah. take place in and beta still have it be erotica, but just really boring yeah. normal sex. Yeah, they're just just missionary position between man, you know <laughs> cis male and cis female uh, hetero. Yeah, her vagina uh, beta, was lubricated. Yeah. The yeah. normal amount wasn't. Here they, go, they go to work. Yeah, yeah. a lot. No, a lot I of. Think, uh, I think you're a lot of domestic tension when the wife yeah. is like, you ever wonder what it would be like if you could not? <laughs> and the husband getting extremely yeah. insecure. And <laughs> this is a much better story. But we're not talking about that good story that doesn't exist. We're talking, no, about, we're talking, about, we're talking about the far rapier ones. Yeah. Or, or as we'll discuss, yeah. you know, not, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Dubcon. Dubcon. Or, or non-con. non-con. Yeah. 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 So dubious consent and, and non-consensual mm-hmm. sex as between alphas and omegas, irrespective of whatever gender either alpha or omega yeah. might be. The sex is frequently yeah. – the omega is compelled by internal heats and right. urges yeah. to give in to the sort of aggressive, impregnating sexuality of the alpha, right. even though, again, the alpha may be – coded it may be specifically female in the right. in the in the, in yeah. the so the males i guess have to have c-sections right yes because yeah. right when they get pregnant through their butts and yeah <laughs> and for whatever reason their biology yeah. didn't yeah account for that <laughs> right i want to be clear like, I'm, we're not making this up no like, this is yeah I mean, we're, it's, we're, we're it's also we're we're, trying... there's a lawsuit involved in this is why we're bringing this I, is, I was about to say, <laughs> listener if you are 10 minutes in and wondering what's going on this is actually a lab book club and yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no lawsuit. There's no. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll get to the yeah, law. That's the end of the episode. We're, it, yeah. It's over. Yeah, but, we just wanted to talk about what we've been reading in, in quarantine. <laughs> um, um, no, so I think, you know, it's easy for a bunch of dicks like us to, to sort of dismiss this as, you know, the ravings of perverts. A bunch of right? podcasters. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we have a legal podcast, but cool. Yeah. Look at these losers. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe these weirdos we say while doing a legal podcast at 9 p.m. Uh, on, a, on a Wednesday? Yeah. Um, I think it's easy to kind of make, 
easy fun of this, and 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 definitely we we, we will definitely uh, be doing that uh, and continue doing that. But um, you know, I think there's some you know, and and of course you know, sort of the buyers of this, uh, the wine moms, mm-hmm. right, who are uh, getting all. Uh, head up about uh, you know uh, the idea of being raped by a dog you know I think uh, it, it, mm-hmm. some of it, it seems a little distasteful and odd but you know I, I think there are more charitable views right that this yeah. is providing a framework for people to explore uh, stories Absolutely. about gender and gender roles and sexuality and sexual acts right, right. I mean, yeah no, it's uh, a and, and like the fan fiction community in the Omegaverse it's all like uh it's like mostly young queer women and it's not hard to imagine like why they're like coding, you know, females characters in like male ways and like working out their identity and their place in society and how this could be useful. Like it's easy to see that stuff. Um, it still feels a little ridiculous. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, the other thing is, regardless of how ridiculous it is, it has like it obviously has value as we're going to get into. Right. Like people, people yeah, absolutely. like it, and so therefore it has value. There's no, right. you know, right. we can judge it all we want, but people are keep going to keep reading this stuff. There, there's value to the people creating it and sharing it right. on like Ao3, and there's value to the people consuming it right through Amazon and paying for it. Like there's yeah. There's also value to the profiteering shitheads yeah. like the one we're about Absolutely. to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, who want to uh, – Who want, and, and, and might I add, none of, none of that's applicable here. We're talking about uh, 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 Rochelle Soto yeah. uh, is her real name, uh, writing under the uh, nom de plume, <laughs> uh, Addison Kane. Right. Right? Uh, a, a, from all appearances, uh, cis hetero woman. Right. She looks like an Aryan poster child. Like. She does. <laughs> she does. Yeah. Well, I have to say, she's. I, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna come back. She's hot. I mean, to me, I mean, at least in some she's, of the pictures. She's not I've my seen. type. I would. I would prefer she was like some kind of Mina baddie who like was on Instagram. But I can see. I can see why anyone would be attracted to her. She definitely yeah. is yeah. like a yeah. Yeah, she's she's kind of like an archetype, right? Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, blonde Bob. You know, yeah, um, you know, like, like a very like, girl boss kind of vibe. Very, yes. very waspy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, but it's, but you know, I mean, because of she's attractive, I, I'm going to do everything I can to try to make her case here uh, <laughs> and, and take her side. That's also what her lawyer said at the beginning of the game. Yeah. We will do everything in your case, Miss Soto. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, like, her name is Rochelle Soto. She's writing under the name Addison Kane. What's that about? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, Rochelle Soto is already like kind of a pretty. Um, uh, <laughs> Addison is like the boring kind of white person. That's that's like a person that yeah. like only goes like yeah. baseball games or something. <laughs> Rochelle Soto seems far more yeah. dangerous and exotic. Absolutely, than Addison right? Dane, She'd right? be like in a Tomb Raider knockoff game or something. But I mean, I respect it, and in fact, I've come up with I've changed my Twitter name uh, to my romance novel, uh, <laughs> Nom de Plume. Chandelier Dark, uh, I'm now known as. Uh, also, I, I do want to give credit to uh, the former Julius, now Nestor, our intern, um, both for writing this entire outline and reading most of the wolf porn uh, and just giving us the hot parts. Uh, but also, he, he made a pretty good observation, which is, you know, Rochelle Soto is apparently too humiliated to write this, this dreck under her actual name uh, and is hiding behind the pseudonym. But her fan pages and other you know, on Facebook and other places, there's like you know hundreds of these. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yes. no, you see just like yeah, 
these suburban moms or, or whoever just being 40 to 65 <laughs> year old yeah. women middle-aged wine moms just under like, their own name just like right next to a post with their kids just being like you know i just i just love reading about wolves fucking each other <laughs> a lot of them are a lot of them are like when's the next book coming out like yeah. i was i loved your last book and i'm yeah. excited for Mima is thinking a lot about a dog uh, uh in dubious consent uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you just reading it for the story yeah yeah that's, excellent that's prose right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I well, having read some of it, I have to say uh, that, that's a questionable uh, conclusion. <laughs> um, uh, I also I think we would be remiss if we didn't note that once again Alex Kaczynski uh, sort of makes an appearance. Uh, he is yeah. an alpha, by the way, which is <laughs> a lot of dub con. Uh, yes, <laughs> in his fan fiction. <laughs> um, Alex Kaczynski uh, is tangentially, very tangentially related to this. Um, his former law clerk, Heidi Bond, uh, who, who was uh, one of the persons, I believe is instrumental uh, in bringing these sort of not very well-kept secrets about uh, Kaczynski's behavior to the fore, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Bond uh, has an active... Um, uh, uh, writing career under the pseudonym Courtney Milan, uh, and she's been tweeting about this for for quite a bit. We actually uh, borrowed one of her tweets on the on the pod account. Yeah, <laughs> but I would like to note that as be, as with every episode, Kaczynski uh, is lurking uh, in the shadows uh, here as well. Um, anybody want to talk about Addison Kane and, and and how she got her start uh, in the Omegaverse? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so she was living in Kyoto, uh, <laughs> as one does, <laughs> volunteering at a shrine. <laughs> yeah, as one does. It was, her, it was for her book, Eat, Pray, Fucking a Wolf Nest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, studying indigenous Japanese religion. <laughs> um, and so she's supposed to be working on, you know, her, her research. Uh, but instead started writing intensely erotic Batman fan fiction. Well, I, I have to say, you know, this is, I'm supposed to be doing a lot yes. of legal work and instead, and instead of and, and tweeting about, uh, you know, my, my erotic fantasies. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I find I this very all. relatable. Yeah. Oh, very relatable. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when I'm supposed to be preparing for A-Lab, I'm not writing erotic fan fiction, but I'm there, there's erotic things <laughs> happening. <Yeah. laughs> all instead. my work is pregnant with erotic fan fiction, no matter <laughs> yeah, what. That's, yeah. yeah. So, I call it a application it's the second thing you've ever written <laughs> so she uh her work got a quick fan base um apparently people were into uh bane batman's nemesis uh as a sexy anti-hero which was a, a major thing for her and a few years later she's back in virginia uh sent her books to a bunch of publishing houses and Got rejected. <laughs> Stings straight, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then a fellow writer helped uh, Miss Kane send a manuscript to Blushing Books, a small publishing house in Charlottesville. And uh, an editor there read it overnight and sent her a contract the very next day. And uh, yeah. I, I do yeah. love that imagery. <laughs> of the, of the, of the, he absolutely read it over. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's 
completely <laughs> spent, just <laughs> much as I did. Yes. Yeah. He left his Seriously. wife in the bedroom yeah. and, and yeah. <laughs> went to the den and uh, read it in the privacy. No, he or... read it in the office and then just 6 a.m. just coming out with his pants on <laughs> his ankles. <laughs> Helen, Helen, we need, we, get me, get me Addison Kane on the line. <laughs> I don't care what it takes. Sign this, sign this lady up. Yeah. <laughs> I also got to say, Blushing Books is like, just, just call it. Wolfcock books. It's the blushing books makes it sound <laughs> yeah. a million times more perverted and worse. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. So her her first novel is called Born to Be Bound, and uh, this story takes place on Earth in the future, where most of humanity has died from a plague. Feels very relevant. Uh, clearly, yeah. clearly, she's got like a real talent. Especially to an alpha like us, alphas like <laughs> yes. us. Yeah. Uh, all the survivors live under a dome, <laughs> divided into the uh, typical Omega verse, you know, hierarchy with dominant alphas, submissive omegas, etc. And a powerful brutish alpha named Shepherd takes an, oh, om- yes. <laughs> an Omega woman named Claire captive. And uh, they proceed to engage in rough, wolfish sex. No, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I mean, yeah, uh, it's, he, he he poisons her, uh, which you know he gives her heart. Her, I think <laughs> is that, is that our <laughs> understanding? To take her to the vet. We, yeah. we were discussing I actually, this. I actually, I actually delved extremely deep into this because <laughs> yes. she keeps talking in in many places about this this worm in her in her heart. <laughs> right. Um, and I thought that it meant that she actually had heartworm. But right? is it uh, just I mean, a flourish, a literary flourish? Yes, it's a literary flourish. It's to, because if these, only form- there was a metaphor involving insects and a body part you could use for that kind of thing. <laughs> they, 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 they form a they form a pair bond. Okay, and she's describing the pair bond as this wormy uh, infestation or feeling in her heart. Uh, uh, I thought she actually had a literal heartworm. It right. just needed like the, the what's it called the the heart guard, or, you know, right? The, yeah. the, yes. the, yeah. <laughs> one of those collars. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it wasn't actually heartworm. I take uh, okay. That All right. Well, well, that makes it, everything just fall into place. Completely yeah. sensible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, apparently, I did not appreciate the the literary genius of Addison Cade. No, I, I misled you. Borrowing. It was it was a metaphor. The language and imagery <laughs> of dogs' <laughs> illness. <laughs> yeah. To, to represent. Pair bonding in her oh, universe. She should have used mange, I think. That would yeah. make a lot more sense. <laughs> right. Well, we laugh, but uh, she uh, made $370,000 off. Just off, that, off those three books. Yeah, that book yeah. and the sequels, um, which yeah. is uh, far more money than any creative endeavor I have been <laughs> embarked on has, has made. Well, just, well, 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 you know, the jury's still out. Uh, we, could, we could sell <laughs> significantly more yeah. merchandise you know, than the five pieces we we're, we're just starting. <laughs> We're just yeah. getting yeah. started. Yeah. This in 5-4 will create the lawverse. And, uh... <laughs> That's yeah. right. Soon there will be yeah. fan fiction, and uh, <laughs> somebody more talented than me will make a lot of money writing about uh, Peter and Tarek and I in a love triangle, <laughs> and me getting pregnant in my butt. The worms in our heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, this she goes on a fucking bender after this, like self uh plagiarizing herself, um, publishing a novel every few months, repurposing her old shit, um, you know, just to get her books, like, back at the top of Amazon's algorithm. Um, And, you know, raking in dollars as, like, having monetized the Omegaverse. Yeah, and and she's uh, getting a lot of shine, right? Yes. She's she's giving a lot of 
you know, good advice to young authors. You know, there's money laying around all over the place for you here. You know, this is this is terrific. Uh, and yet the mentor uh, that she sort of purports herself to be kind of gets exposed when <laughs> right. a, a, a woman named Zoe Ellis, yeah. uh, who, by the way, also a nom de plume, but uh, we don't know her real name. She's actually done a much better job of, of not, of <laughs> yeah. not self-doxing because uh, she apparently still works a real job in London somewhere and, and, and has, a, has a healthy sense of shame. Uh, so she starts publishing books, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and this was a book. It was similarly it was an erotic fantasy series. Uh, it also took place in the Omega verse. So there were alphas and omegas. There was sex that will later be described as lupine sex, uh, <laughs> which you will. Um, and there there are there are plot similarities in the book. So there's there's a there's a dearth of omegas in the society. There are alpha men that get overpowered by them and take them hostage. Uh, the Omegas try to suppress their hormones in order to, to go about society and to, to do whatever quest that they need to do, uh, but mm-hmm. they fail and they give in to the merged mate um, and that, you know, the sex is very wolf-like for, for very different yeah. reasons, you know, that there's nodding, which I gotta <laughs> admit, in all, the, in all the, the documents, the way in which they, they dance around and when they insert the base of the penis bulges into a bulb that it can't get out of the the vagina at this point yeah is remarkable <laughs> not necessarily not necessarily the vagina also also oh, maybe the ass right. in these books in these books, books. Yeah. in these yeah. books yeah. another plot similarity yeah. right, in right. These, these are books. these are male female right there yeah. yeah so but as you were saying the the, 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 the nodding involving a peculiar feature <laughs> of the wolf phallus yes right <laughs> yes. yes um but they're they're but, sniffing, they're growling, they're yeah. they're they're you know they're, they're nesting, they're yeah. biting each other or threatening to bite each other. Yeah, um, yeah. It, there, there are there are some similarities, but you know, I mean, the similarities largely have to do with uh, there's a uh, dubious consent type romance and right. you know um, uh, fucking yeah yeah. And Zoe's books, I think, were called the Myth of Omega, right? And those were, right. I believe, also a three part series. And in both of them, just for your edification, dear reader, the, like the Omegas are killed off in some kind of you know world-spanning event, so there aren't a lot of them left. And then one Omega that's chased kind of has to leave whatever small group of Omegas exists to go out into the wider world to find something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they meet up with the Alpha, and then I kind of get lost in all the weird sex that happens after that. <laughs> Presumably they all have... They're fine. It's all just that. Tim just They're kept rereading that. all the sex scenes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just a sweaty blur of yeah. hot wolf All the sex pages got that. smeared yeah. and stuck together yeah. after that. So. <laughs> but those, yeah, those are the kind of novels that we're dealing with. Do not make it sound as if your actions benefit me. I would be completely at your mercy. Pregnancy would make me actually need you. You are already completely at my mercy. No more sulking. He took her by the scruff of the neck, the purr he'd incessantly offered, never wavering, as he walked her back into the bedroom. We will walk now. Claire was not stupid. Don't pretend this is an act of kindness. You want me to leave the room so others can come in and prepare it. You are very clever, little one. A good trait for the mother of my progeny. And you are very evil, she answered back eyeing the mountain before her with abject loathing. 
Shepard seemed to grow, to spread out into the dim darkness of her prison. I can be, but I am also a man, and I expect a child from the one I chose as mate. It is unfortunate the timeline does not please you, but it is what I wish. A large palm was extended for her to take, not exactly an act of politeness, and not exactly a threat. Now come, I will escort you outside. Claire had no coat and no shoes, so Shepard wrapped her in a blanket, wiped her face, and smoothed her hair, purring loudly to keep her from snarling. There was absolutely no one in the halls he led her to, as if he had prepared and ordered off any men who might have encountered the Omega who belonged to him. Walking the labyrinth, Claire memorized every turn, each little landmark building a map in her head, ready to bolt at the first opportunity. Through it all, Shepard maintained an unrelenting clamp on her hand. She wasn't going anywhere. So Kane takes the, the appearance of Zoeyel as well. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she freaks out. <laughs> so so she like she has her publisher uh, send copyright notices for, for infringement on her works to Barnes and Noble, iTunes, Apple. Demanding that, like Zoe Ellis, uh, all yeah. her books are removed uh, immediately, and thus begins the lawsuits. Well, she also right. she also um, sends all her fans after her, and it's some good old fashioned posting in Flame Wars. Gets there everybody who likes all her yeah. books to go after Zoe. So if you look on her Goodreads, even uh, or you know wherever you would find reviews of her books, there'll be a bunch of one star things calling her a liar and a plagiarist, and and you know all those all the nice names that you get like that. Right. I, and I'm, I'm willing. I didn't actually look at those uh, in great detail, but I'm willing to guess like 90% of them misspelled plagiarized, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say a lot of the reviews are genuinely being mad at, you know, I, I saw some of the Addison Kane ones are mad that the Alpha cheats towards the end uh, with the Omega, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, which is a bigger no no, I guess, than rape. But. Well. Yeah. No, not right. <laughs> Dubcon. Dub dubious, dubious or or, or Mcon. Noncon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, noncon, yeah. I, I think, think I think that one counts as well. I'm not a lawyer, but uh, that sounds <laughs> that, that sounds <laughs> suspiciously felonious. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to look at the elements. I saw but yeah. I never returned my Barbary materials, so let me just pull that out. <laughs> the materials. Okay. So, uh, uh, in addition to brigading uh, poor Zoe Ellis's uh, Goodreads and other other sites, um, and generally, genuinely, uh, or generally rather, uh, uh, screaming bloody murder uh, wherever she could that she was being um, infringed upon, she then filed. Uh, she then pressures her employer to to her, her publisher rather uh, to serve uh, these. Uh, uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act (DMCA) uh, takedown notices on the aforementioned uh, distribution points. These are essentially notices that a copyright holder can send uh, to an alleged infringer. They're required to include a, a sworn statement right. uh, that the notice is non-fraudulent. I mean, it's a, as a nor- as a normal matter of course, right? Upon receipt of such a notice, the the, the usual practice of these companies is to just roll over and comply. Right? Right. Yeah. So, so as the name implies digital millennium, this was kind of created at, at the start of kind of the web 2.0 content spreading revolution and was, I believe kind of a way to just kind of shield, 
you know, they didn't want like grannies blogging who put like some image to get hit with these, um, you know, big copyright acts unless he deserved it by downloading it off of Napster. But, (laughs) (laughs) but in practice, what happens is because refusing to, to, to go along with those takedown notices can open you up to secondary liability uh, for infringement of copyright in practice, when YouTube or Twitch or whoever receives one of these notices, those things get taken down immediately. Right. Right. We had that experience with, um, with Mike Dicta way back in the day when I uh, foolishly put a, a short 20, not even 10 second clip of a Kanye West song in and put it in the episode description so that people would would know where to find our cool tunes and we were trying to we were trying to credit the credit the uh, the artists uh, right that worked and uh yeah they sent a a dmca to soundcloud and soundcloud took it down and and there's like not much you can do right like there's definitely like fair use we only use 10 seconds there's no way there's a real copyright infringement there but uh SoundCloud doesn't want to deal with that. They don't want to be fucking sued by Kanye West and his, you know, digital distributor and all that shit. And his army of high-priced lawyers. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't blame SoundCloud. Uh, I get I do. (laughs) (laughs) I also blame you for using Kanye. I blame Um, Kanye West, right? The buck stops with West. (laughs) Well, much much like much like SoundCloud, I mean, Barnes and Noble, Apple, Amazon, you know, they all they all roll over, right? Uh, yeah, and 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 Zoe, uh, Zoe Ellis's works just disappear uh, from right. the internet, right? I mean, right. I remember like uh, some people were saying, you know, they they bought the book and then were told it's no longer available, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. they just magically vanish right. one day because uh, because Kane has an absolute fucking freakout, right? Um. That being said, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the fundamental argument that Kane had, among other sort of, you know, as we'll get into specious claims that the, the, the lot of beat similarities in the way the works were structured was that she was the first to write male-female uh, megaverse pairings and the first to do them uh, in a non-con, dub-con, uh, writerly way. Right. right. Um, yeah, I think I think the most generous interpretation of what will be Kane's argument as we go into it is kind of like it's more than a genre which she developed around the like kind of narrative structure of male, female, female, mm-hmm. omega, male, alpha, uh, you know, lonely chased omega becomes alpha's mate kind of idea right. and that yeah it's it's a way beyond just like a general concept or something like that right it's 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 not true though right and <laughs> i also also saying it out loud i don't think it's copyrightable even that is still no. kind of just an no. idea yeah, yeah. I think even describing the... it it's clearly <laughs> not it's like at best something on yeah. like the hero's I... journey level of yeah like, Right. But, so her thing, her thing is that she invaded queer spaces and and and, and made it extremely normy with the traditional. <laughs> yeah, male, that, I mean that is basically what she's that is basically what she's saying. That that's yeah. her thing. Yeah. And, and it's like she's not wrong that it's mostly male male in the Omegaverse, at least the early one. But it wasn't fully, and there was literally a male female book published in 2014. Right. Featuring, you know, the Omegaverse. Um, in addition to in addition to just right. yeah. the, the the thirty I wrote back in twenty fifteen. <laughs> uh, and the thousands of others that yeah. other people wrote, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And the other thing is that uh, she also failed to note that uh, she hadn't actually copyrighted any of this stuff. She's <laughs> <laughs> a very important part of any copyright. Yeah. Yeah. The the notice the notices claim that all three books of Ellis's that's right. all, yeah yeah that that uh, were violating the copyright even though one hadn't even been released. So yeah, right. And, and she only ever had any sort of general structural yeah. argument as to the first, right? But right. They, Essentially, memory hold all three books, including the one that had yeah, been published exactly. yes. upon receipt of well, her. Well, the good news uh, is the name of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act is uh, it was named in response to the Born Identity, so it was, <laughs> they allow for for precognitive crimes to be <laughs> taken under there. The um, that one of the things I loved in her deposition uh, was when when she started talking about. Um, how it, the books were plagiarized. Her first book was plagiarized. And uh, the lawyer started pressing her on details. And she was just like, well, look, if you refer to this blog post, if you had read <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Diamond Angels. Even read my post. <laughs> <laughs> Not even her Not post. Not even her post. <laughs> One of her fans' <laughs> posts. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I, we're at now at the point where it's not her job to educate people. So, honestly, it's progress. That's exactly. She pulled that into deposition. In like, deposition. It's not my job to educate you. Go read, you know, you, uh, you know, dog mama three forties uh, post on Reddit. It, it, it lays it out in, in, in excruciating detail. Like literally, this is her answer. In the deposition. It's so good. Uh. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, yes. Apologies. <laughs> so, uh, credit to Zoe. You know, I, I tend to think, you know, one wades into to, uh, uh, litigation at one's peril. Uh, mm-hmm. And usually somebody suing somebody uh, is a good sign that they might be an asshole. But in this case, Zoe's absolutely right. Well, she, she also learned the hard way that you do sue people at your peril. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, well, yeah, uh, unfortunately. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to the end. Narrator voice. Uh, yeah, But um, she, to her credit, uh, sues the bitch. Yeah. Right? Um, and she sues her in... Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sues Addison Kane uh, individually, and she sues Kane's digital distributor, as well right. as the posters, which I think is very important. There's a there's a Johns and Jane's Doe, you know, <laughs> X through Y that she also sues as being you know part of the posting conspiracy to bring down her books. Not entirely That's, unfairly, might I add. Like I was gonna I say, think, I was gonna say, I think there's yeah, some merit. A good there. lawyer identifies all the you know possible plaintiffs. Maybe one of them's really rich and can pay for everything. Yeah. And if they're all jointly and severally liable, then hey. Yeah. All right. So so so, the, so they wind up in Oklahoma federal court. Yeah, in the first, and it was for in uh, tortious yeah. interference of copyright as well as a bunch of other stuff. But basically, that that Addison was screwing with Zoe's copyright and ability to to express her own ideas. Right, in the and and her Zoe's digital distributor was located in Oklahoma, and right. so. All right, so we're in Oklahoma. Uh, as I said, malicious interference of contract, copyright misuse. Oh, and and also obviously misrepresenting claims under the the DMCA. Um, obviously, if you write a, a false DMCA claim, you can be sued, uh, and there's recovery in the in the form of attorneys' fees and court costs and things like that. So they wanted to to bring in those claims under the DMCA. Uh, and then just a litany of other torts, defamation, false light, negligence, those kinds of things. You know, the usual add-ons to, to any kind of, hey, you were being a huge-ass jerk. Yeah. 
And uh, and in their complaint, they note that the literary world, especially within the romance genre and its subgenres, has experienced anti-competitive behavior by certain bad actors attempting to monopolize the industry through misuse of trademark and copyright law. And I got to say, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, here, here. I, and 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 it looks like I mean it looks like you know they they ended up in Oklahoma in kind of a weird quirk of where the distributor was located. Yeah, and probably right? where yeah. the lawyer probably is too. But yeah, yeah, but they got themselves a pretty good lawyer. I mean, yeah, I think overall, yeah, no, you know, I, yeah. There's nothing, yeah, bad yeah. about the complaints or anything like that, or the yeah, the depositions either. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not a funny lawsuit in that you know there's a completely weirdo lawyer you know uh, uh, right. doing Co- crowd, coach crowd. is not is not running. Interference on this. Yeah, we don't. There's no. There's no tie beards here. You know. There's no like laughable. Mercedes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. And, and these guys are pretty right on. And and that's what, again. We'll we'll discuss this later. But you know, like it is a little fucked up that this person you know kind of. Uh, enjoyed a little bit of success and then couldn't stand the idea of somebody else, uh, you know, horning in uh, into an area they 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 believed that they were you know was sort of rightfully theirs. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my view on lawsuit, you kind of gave you know similar. Like, I think if there's a lawsuit, usually both people kind of fucked up in one way, and there's a big fight about that, and that's why it has to develop mm-hmm. into a lawsuit rather than yep. somebody just being the the you know bigger person and and admitting fault. Here, it really is kind of one sided, and that one person yeah. is persistently and significantly interfering with somebody's ability to kind of enjoy their life in the right. way that they want to. I do like the fact that this guy had to read a ton of a ton of wolf. Oh yeah, everyone too. involved did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, so you he said he read like 2000, 2000 pieces of fan fiction. <laughs> it's incredible. She, in the deposition, she tried to press him like he, you know, she's like, you wouldn't understand, you know, the Omega verse. It's like, actually, I've read, I've read you know, thousands time. of works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of she's like, stuff. she was like, oh, I can give you my book if you want. He's like, oh, I fucked I, 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 I bought him. Yeah. I read him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and that's when she kind of comes face to face with the ultimate pervert, which is a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. just, you can right. just, you can read it in her voice. Just like, you read my, you bought my book? Like, what? Like, <laughs> Who's the alpha and who's the right. omega now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this to be right and make presumably some amount of money. But it's yeah. it's it's wonderful that, that the federal court, and not just any federal court, the federal court in Oklahoma, right, has filings now describing in <laughs> yeah. great detail uh, things like imprinting, yeah. uh, scent, scenting, omega heat cycles and alpha rut, you know, yes. male bonding, the claiming bite. Uh, <laughs> nodding and pregnancy, um, you know, uh, uh, the origins of the Omega verse and the supernatural fanfics. <laughs> yeah, some and then Bush era appointee just. <laughs> well, actually, fortunately, the Bush era appointee, in all likelihood, uh, farming it out to some. Poor that's true. That's like very true. Well, but, yeah. well, then that's like that's a that's an ass law grad probably who got he was, he was probably really excited to get his federal clerkship and then just <laughs> you know what though uh i would have eaten this up when i was clerk. oh yeah no, absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. i would have been fighting my, physically fighting my co-clerk you would, it would have been yeah, like the alpha fights fun. in the books yeah all, the, all the clerks fighting each other for the brief <laughs> running and doing a, you know a, a claiming bite on my co-clerk uh, over the file yeah absolutely um uh. 
and and the complaint I think you know goes on to compare the link the works of fiction and 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 to and to and to, and to really set up the fact that uh, all of these things uh, are really more common to the to the Omega verse than they are uh, specific to, to to Kane's works, right? Right, and so the complaint starts comparing the books. Right, they're both set in hierarchical societies where Omegas are rare and segregated. Um, but it, the complaint says, look, yeah, that's true. That's common. Uh, that's a common element in the books, but that's because it's just common in the Omegaverse, uh, right. right? Which authors often use to explore intrinsic gender imbalances, <laughs> which cites to a <laughs> fucking PhD thesis, which I read. <laughs> I, also, I also read large chunks of it. Um, and honestly, uh, credit credit to that person. I, very persuasive. I tend to think... Yeah. I tend to think of academia as a whole bunch of bullshit, yeah. uh, despite uh, despite me having many academics in my life, or maybe because of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, credit to Marianne Gunderson. I think she did a very good job of encouraging me to not be a total shithead about this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read it. I left. The, I left my reading being like, okay, this has some real value to people, not just like monetary value, yeah. but like social value there. Yeah. So. You know, prop props to her. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Uh, credit, credit where credit is due. <laughs> right. uh, so uh, Alpha's claim, which is uh, Addison Kane's book, um, is a future dystopia, right? Like right. we said, where they live in domes um, and features a prisoner revolution spearheaded by the Alpha protagonist. Shepard. Shepard, right. I very much identified with Shepard. That's actually a Mass Effect uh, fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I just want to be clear about that one. <laughs> I realize you probably you, you are way less familiar than this than us listeners. It's not. And, uh, and so then The Myth of Omega by Zoe Ellis is set in a, med- a medieval world, not a Already future dystopia. Yeah. 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 Omegas are a myth. Um, and haven't been seen in a century, uh, the Alpha conquers most of the known world and is looking to solve the Omega mystery. Which, which... I am as well. So. That's, <laughs> yes. that's king shit. You know, I've yeah. been horny. Yeah. As you I, might imagine, I've, I, I from time to time will get horny. I have never gone and conquered the entire world. Look, we have, <laughs> look, look. We have the I internet think, at I, our disposal. I think <laughs> only Alexander the Great is the only person in human yeah. history to have done that. That and the protagonist of Myth of, of, of Omega. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Um, and then they, I think, also very effectively uh, note that not only is, are these elements common to <laughs> the Omega verse, they're common to books. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and there's, there's something beautiful about the comparisons, both in like how absurd, right, but also right. how accurate, right? Alpha's yeah. claim is like Romeo and Juliet because the main characters commit suicide at the end, right. the lovers, right? Whereas in contrast, Myth of Omega uses the enemies to lovers trope consistent with a more traditional romance compar- comparable to Runaway bride. <laughs> Which that is that is a comparison you can hang your hat on as a lawyer. You should yes. take look for briefs like this and take yes. those comparisons. Yes. Yeah. Well, look, any any chance you get to 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 name check Sandra Bullock 
in your <laughs> in your documents, you should. That way, you uh, become the pop culture lawyer on Twitter or something. We need another <laughs> annoying lawyer on Twitter to. Yeah. God knows there aren't enough of us. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so the way this develops is that uh, Addison moves to dismiss herself as uh, a party to this lawsuit, saying, "Look, the court doesn't have jurisdiction over me." Um, you know, I don't live in fucking Oklahoma. I don't do never been there. No. Yeah, never. I've never had minimum contacts to get a, a mount of fairness or whatever the hell the test is. I forget it. International shoe, <laughs> right? <laughs> I forget right. the language. This yeah. is yeah. This is a basic constitutional restriction yeah. on courts that they can only, you know, exercise they can only their haul power. People into their courts, right. who Have some, who have had some. Specific and meaningful material contact right. with their state, right? Yeah. right. And, even and, even the federal courts in those states. Yeah, that just means that you know it's fair under the Constitution, basically, to bring you into that court, and that you you know would be you would know that you would be brought into that court, so that you're not just being sent to random parts right. of the country. Right. I can't. I can't sue. Charles's hostile witness podcast in Alaska <laughs> <laughs> and and drag Charles up to Alaska for infringing on our law pa- podcast idea. Um, no, that's right. Just to inconvenience him. Um, yeah, because I, I would love to go to Alaska. There's you know there are nice yeah, mountains. To Alaska. And, yeah, yeah, and I would love to sue Charles in hostile witness. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. <laughs> the only thing that's being uh, that's kept me uh, from filing the complaint, which is which is prepared and signed, uh, is the thorny jurisdictional question of where exactly I'm going to get the guy. Uh, but once once I have jurisdiction and venue figured out, Charles, look out. You're, you're on notice, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> But so the court says, look, uh, you don't live in Oklahoma, so I don't have that sort of jurisdiction over you. Um, So the only way I could have jurisdiction is if you personally directed your activities at residents of this state. Um, And uh, look, she says, I didn't fucking do anything. My publisher did something. My publisher sent a DMCA notice to... The digital distributor who works in his principal address is Oklahoma, but uh, you know that's that's got nothing to do with me, right? Right. right. Yeah. To, to, to another way to look at it is the torts were directed at Oklahoma. I don't think anybody in the in right. the lawsuit was contesting that that you know a harm was being directed at Oklahoma and it happened there. But her thing was saying. And this is important in a little bit. She was saying yeah. that she had nothing to do with that. That just yeah. right. she said, "Oh God, oh golly gee, I don't have you know this copyright. This big issue is happening." And then her publisher independently decided to send these notices to this you know regarding this Oklahoma-based company. Right. And at, at this phase of the litigation, since plaintiff really has nothing other than those allegations, and since on its face, you know, the DMCA notice was uh, from her. Uh, publisher to the to the distributor there, there wasn't sufficient facts to suggest that that, that Addison had really done anything right uh, and, and this is a stage of the trial where there hasn't been a lot of discovery or no discovery and the court's right. supposed to take allegations like in the plaintiff's favor but the defendants can like submit affidavits and things like that you know and so Kane submits an affidavit in which she testifies like in an official court document um, that she had no contacts with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And, and that she had uh, nothing to do with those takedown notices. Yep. Essentially. 
So uh, I, I hope the foreshadowing is very painfully obvious <laughs> as, to, yeah. as to where we're going here. Let me put it this way. I, I hope it's as obvious uh, as the foreshadowing uh, in the wolf porn books we read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Somebody's, let's put it this way. Somebody's about to get fucked. Yeah. Right. Uh, in, 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 in all those cases. Right. In, in all events. All right, so so the court the court has no choice but to dismiss Kane, the Virginia right. resident, uh-huh. uh, and let her out. But the case continues uh, as against uh, as against the publisher. Right. And then, so what happens? Uh, sort of after all the jurisdictional motions to dismiss, the wrangling around the sort of preliminaries, who's the right people, and you know whether or not the the case has sufficient facts to go forward. Uh, then you enter the phase of discovery, and documents get to, to right. get exchanged, mm-hmm. and depositions also get taken. Yeah, go really ahead. importantly, yeah, uh, Zoe also files a suit in Virginia to go after Kane. I think, right. knowing that Kane was kind of the mastermind behind all this anyway, right. goes after right. her in Virginia. Uh, so that they can continue the lawsuit with her directly, and so they have two suits going. Right. Yeah, so, so Kane gets out of the Oklahoma case, but Ellis is is dogged. Right. Good job, Thank you. And determined, and and files a files a second case uh, against Kane, uh, yeah. unwilling to let her escape uh, from her prison, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, the case is, it continues uh, on two tracks uh, in, in Oklahoma and Virginia. Right. Um, the, the the Oklahoma case gets interesting quick because discovery happens and they start having to, re- to produce emails and other things. Uh, right. And the emails reveal that the that the affidavit and statements in in in, in the briefing were, were false. Right. <laughs> yeah, just a complete lie. Like not not even bullshit. Just yeah, abject lie. It turns out, and and this is going to get like again, I I. I have really only one thing I do all day, uh, besides tweet, uh, <laughs> is to tell people to stop emailing bullshit to each other. Uh, <laughs> because someday your email is going to be produced in a litigation and you're going to be mad about it. Yeah. Um, and this is what, I, like, apparently Kane had been emailing the publisher uh, demanding. Uh, that they file these DMCA's uh, over and over, right? Well, and not just turn- not just filing it. it. It literally the language is file the DMCA's to Amazon, iTunes, and Barnes and Noble. I will deflect to pu- blushing and remain distant and naive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just yes. literally, just I am going to pretend to not know about this, and then yeah. I will lie on an affidavit in two weeks saying yeah. that I didn't know, but actually, publisher, I do know, and I want you to do it quickly. Essentially, that some people. Will be reactive right out of the gate, but that's why I have a publisher to hide behind. Hide <laughs> behind, <laughs> right? It will pass quickly. Yeah. Okay, so obviously Addison Kane. Uh, I've seen the pictures again, attractive, but also there's a <laughs> madness behind her eyes. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, you can see that. <laughs> yeah. Karens are in the news, and she definitely has yeah. that look um, about her. Um, you know, and. You know, also, I've read her books, uh, and they're crazy, too. So, you know, I, I want to give her a little... And she's also, frankly, somebody who writes wolf porn and, and... Somebody who not only writes wolf porn, but has found a way to make more than a living out of it, to be very yeah. handsomely <laughs> yeah. uh While, while like, blowing off her thesis is writing, you know, Batman porn, right. you know. Um, she can be excused, but the publisher writes back, I think your decision... To hide behind us and paint us as the instigators is absolutely how it should be. <laughs> Let us take the heat. 
All you have to say is my publisher chose to take action. It was and continues to be out of my hands. Let people get mad at us. I, I will say... I think that is a perfectly fine PR strategy, but yeah. it's, it's not one that imports well to, like, Oops. litigation, <laughs> affidavits, you know, well, the penalty other, the of perjury. Thing, like, that's... The other yeah. thing is, okay, okay, I'll accept again, you know, we can't expect a high degree of legal sophistication from Kane. And, of course, right. okay, blushing, I have no idea, but let's assume they're not a highly sophisticated corporate actor either, um, but in both cases, they're talking about creating official legal documents yeah. <laughs> with, with uh, affirmations uh, required in them under penalty of perjury that definitionally may or may, may likely lead to litigation if you, if you get somebody uh, uh, determined to push back enough, right? right? I mean, so they're talking about legal documents that they intend to prepare and serve. Yeah, uh, like just, yeah. just for another, like a lot of my clients are immigrants. They don't speak English. Yeah. They're from another country. A lot of them aren't don't even know how to read in their own language. They know to pay their taxes every year and never to say that they're a citizen. They know those. Those if they know anything about this country, it is those two things: do not lie about being yeah. a citizen and don't lie about your taxes. They right. know not to lie in official documents. And somehow, <laughs> right. they right. recognize they recognize that hey, this document has a bunch of seals, and I sign here. You know, this could be. You know, <laughs> there's and, this and so notary person involved, and what's that about? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I should take it seriously. Maybe I sh- yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't directly lie and then tell somebody in an easily reproducible form that I lied. They're planning to, to create uh, and serve legal documentation right. <laughs> and then having this conversation in writing. So, Including the motive, too. That like Kane, yeah. Kane says to her publisher, when Barnes & Noble respond to take down Crave to, to Crave to Claim 2, I don't want Zoe Ellis to make any more money off of this series. Kind of hashtag angry Addison Law. Uh, showing that this... <laughs> has very little to do with corporate copyright law. Right. Right. So I want to call right. out the practice point. You know, anything in writing, yeah, anything in writing, uh, just be sensitive that maybe you will be deposed about this someday. Also, if you are going to commit your you know, nefarious schemes uh, to uh, exacting detail on how and who is lying uh, in email, why are they putting hashtags in an email? <laughs> <laughs> Ang- hashtag angry Addison LOL. I mean, like, it's, it's because uh, Soto is a very online person and can't help yeah. but be that online, even in her official documented correspondence with her publisher. So these are produced in 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 litigation, and I have to assume that uh, that the uh, that the good folks at at the plaintiffs uh, Quill uh, are are thrilled to get them. Um, as noted, they had got a pretty good lawyer, um, and what they do next is clever. Uh, there's a rule, rule 36, I believe, right? A federal civil civil procedure is the uh, request to admit. An underused discovery uh, device, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's where you send specific contentions to people, and you say, admit or deny this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And people people tend to think about, you know, the deposition, or, oh, you know, I made her, you know, like I, like this, that freak from, from the from all that shit this week with the that lawyer who was bragging online about how he oh, breaks people yeah. down in depositions yeah. and make, right. makes them cry and commit suicide you know yeah. like but but a good set of a good set of requests to admit can really narrow a case down uh, and put people in a in a position where they can't really deny it you know they can't really you know right. you can, you can sort of frame the issue the way you want and force them to 
to admit or deny it. Um, and this worked like a charm here, right? So, uh, so he serves a series of, of requests for admission, including a key one, which is uh, admit that Kane misrepresented her involvement with the filing <laughs> of the DMCA take, takedown notices against Zoe Ellis. Uh, and uh, the response was uh, admitted. Uh, Kane yeah, misrepresented. They, they realized lying yeah. a second time on an official <laughs> yeah. document it wasn't going to work. Yeah. 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 So again, lawyers rule. Yeah. You know, <laughs> d- dudes rock. You know, Kane was willing to lie her ass off, but uh, but 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 the lawyers representing her confronted to a, confronted with this uh, request to admit uh, did not, and they admitted that in fact uh, she lied uh, right. and that she had been entirely involved in the DMCA's issued into into Oklahoma uh, and and elsewhere, uh, and uh, this. Uh, I think becomes a, a critical moment in the Oklahoma case because the uh, the plaintiffs then file a motion saying, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> the, the, look, Kane perjured herself in order to obtain a dismissal from the present lit- litigation. Kane should be adjudged guilty of civil contempt for this re- reprehensible behavior." And right, right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard it's to basically argue. a big I win button at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, it's funny you well, should say that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, yes. I know. Because yes. <laughs> three days later, the defendants offer a complete settlement. Uh, it states that the defendant stipulates that Zoe Ellis's Myth of Omega series does not plagiarize Addison Kane's Alpha's, uh, Alpha's Claim series. And uh, the takedown notices transmitted transmitted pursuant to the DMCA are invalid. Yeah. Um, and then the case is voluntarily dismissed upon settlement. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. They yeah. filed the motion to find her in, 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 in perjury, to find her, uh, find her to have committed perjury and in contempt of court on September 6th. Uh, and then within uh, three days, they had offered a complete capitulation. Now, I don't think, from what I can see, that, be, that the, the offer of judgment uh, extended past just that factual uh, concession. Yeah, I don't. I don't know right. if there's any like monetary awards or anything. Right. Like I don't. That. I've been wondering about that myself. Yeah. Well, because the way the rule sixty-eight, which is the offer of judgment, also an underutilized discovery device. So, uh, to the extent that there's any legal substance to this episode, um, you know, you can offer a defendant can offer uh, a judgment uh, yeah. prior to trial uh, right. to a plaintiff. Uh, which has the effect of shifting certain costs after the offer is tendered if the plaintiff rejects it, right? So you can uh, submit and say, look, I'll pay you X. Uh, And if the plaintiff rejects it and they make less than X, then the plaintiff owes you as the defendant uh, certain statutory and other costs associated with going forward after that point. It's right. a good way of uh, creating a financial disincentive right. to proceeding with the case. You yeah. don't see defendants use it a lot, at least you know, back from when I, 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 I used to litigate. Um, and I think it's a, it's, it's a useful way to force certain issues. So mm-hmm. we, will, we will admit that we were completely wrong and pay <laughs> yeah. you zero dollars. Right. You can go ahead and to a trial where we will admittedly probably lose. But if you make more than just that complete factual victory, I mean, if you make less than just that complete factual victory, uh, you're going to owe us, uh, uh, owe us money. And I think that incentivizes both sides to, to finally uh, get right. that case. Right. Done. 
Yeah, and and that is what happened. There was no monetary awards, and I was looking at the Rule sixty eight motion. There was nothing in yeah. there for it, so yeah. settled yeah. for yeah. it. And, and I imagine they thought, well, that's okay because we have here, you know, them saying the takedown notices transmitted pursuant uh-huh. to the DMCA are invalid, and we'll just take that over to fucking Virginia. And where we've we'll, got Kane on the hook. Where we got right. Kane on the hook, and she's made a bunch of money, and we're going to take all her money. And they admit they've, that now they've got a federal court uh, uh, judgment admitting uh, that uh, that the that the uh, yeah, finding in effect that the DMCA's were invalid, and, and they've still got and they've still got Kane on the hook in Virginia. Right, and her involved. So yeah, yeah, seems all is good. Justice will be served. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah, we got her right where we want her. Uh, so um, they they do in Virginia have her right where they want her. Their silent journey ended at the lower terrace, near the base of the citadel, a disappointing segment which offered little in terms of the view beyond the fog-coated lower reaches. The blue-eyed Beta was there, armed and staring straight ahead, but no one else. Feet freezing against the ground, a stiff wind pressed the fabric of the blanket against her legs. All discomfort was ignored by the unhappy Omega. Though it was dark, There was an expanse of sky far above, surrounded by towers reaching up to brush the top of the dome. If she squinted, she might make out the stars. Claire ached, her heart a deep-seated, rotting piece of meat encased in ribs, damaged by the worming thread. Absently, she began to rub at the spot, staring through tears, sick and nearing hopelessness. Shepard stood behind her, flushed to offer body heat toying with her hair as it blew in the gusts. Every part of her longed to shove him away, to pull her hair from his fingers, but she knew that screaming at him in a rage in the room was the extent of the disobedience Shepard would allow. Challenging him in front of a male, his subordinate follower, would not end well for her. He had so much more to threaten her with now that chemically induced estrus approached. If she pushed him hard enough, he might go so far as to let his men mount her. And she was terrified at the thought of being shared like a whole. A torment was coming. She was young, fertile, and Shepard's scent advertised virile male. They were extremely biologically compatible. He would create life within her. As if it were already in actuality, Claire looked down to her flat belly and pressed her hand to where, in less than a week, a baby would be growing. This shit sucks so fucking bad. In this case, it seems like maybe they made a strategic error by throwing a bunch of claims in there because what resulted was a bunch of motion practice about which claims were meritorious and which were not. Right, And, right. like, the defamation... All these... All these claims like defamation and tortious interference with contract got thrown out because they were all premised on the DMCA claim. Right. And so mm-hmm. that was all that was left. But by the time you got to that point where it's like, all right, we're just going <laughs> to litigate the DMCA claim. Now you have your fucking thing in hand that says, you know, Kane was involved in this. She was the instigator and it's invalid. And now we're going to get our money. Um well, they've just ran out of money. Right. <laughs> they they yeah. had to they lost yeah. their counsel. They had to fire their counsel. They couldn't they they had to be liquidated. Um, yeah, it's it's important to note that Quill, which was the I th- I believe just Zoe Ellis's publishing company, like it uh, almost like a corporate veil essentially. Right. Just um, her, her, right. her yeah, her corporate like identity. 
it went belly up uh, and began to be liquidated. And under UK law, they're in the UK. That was the first thing I was going to say. Is they're based right. in London, so they had to litigate, you know, from Europe to here. Uh, and as they were in their insolvency process, they can't hire new counsel under UK law. So Quill as an entity couldn't go in England. They could not go and hire counsel here in the U.S. And because of the way it was set up, I presume they couldn't also try and set up a, a, a U.S. subsidiary. It wouldn't be worth it for them to, to just for focusing on the litigation. Right. Uh, and so Ellis and Quill had to stop the, the case, essentially, because they couldn't get new counsel. And that meant that the case was dismissed because they weren't uh, prosecuting the case. Right. It's a it's a heart wrenching twist worthy, I think, of the finest wolf porn. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that. You know, they had her by, you know, the wolf junk on this one. Right. right? They, they had the claim bite on the shoulder. They had completely d- destroyed her. The base uh, of her Oklahoma. penis was swelling. But <laughs> they over. <laughs> the knot was, was in. There was no getting away. Yeah. They, but... they, couldn't, they couldn't wriggle away from this one into your nest. Uh, and she, you know, she was... Uh, she was had, but they overpleaded. They got bogged down in motion practice, and before they could get to the DMCA claim, which was conceded in the Hulk Oklahoma case, um, yeah. they ran out of money and went broke due both to the litigation costs and the fact that the nefarious Addison Kane uh, had uh, – Essentially, taking their books off the market, right? Yeah, right. without without right. without the ability to to pay for. I mean, I don't know what other income Zoe else has, obviously, but I would imagine yeah. that the income from those books was key to funding that litigation because it then it just doesn't make any sense otherwise right. To, right. to go forward with it. And those yeah. were good lawyers. I imagine they they didn't they weren't cheap. That's true. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't talk about the deposition. There's one great spot, really eight pages of it. Where Addison Kane is essentially Patrick in that episode of SpongeBob with the with the the wallet, <laughs> where they're like, "So it's a work of fan fiction?" No, it's like, "Well, it's not your universe." Yes, and fan fiction is books based off of things that aren't your universe. Yes, so it's fan fiction. No, just over and over and <laughs> yeah. over. Again yes. Yes. And what had to have been two hours? It had to yeah. have been just. And the, and the yeah. lawyer honestly is very gregarious and amicable. He's like, "Let me let me phrase this a different way." And it's, yeah. He's like, oh, this is just because I'm slow. Yeah. You gotta bear with me. He had a really yeah. good line. He's like, I'm not as dumb as I look, but it's but, I'm close. But I'm close. <laughs> you know? So Meanwhile, you have, he's... Be, you have to be you have to be very clear with me. And that kind of charm doesn't come cheap, is what we're trying to say. Exactly. Yes. If you you don't pay a lot of money, you actually the gun lawyer was also probably very expensive, but that's a different that's a different kind of thing you gotta pay for. I mean, that's like the bitter pill we have to swallow after reading all this. Porn and and you know kind of getting invested in the heroic alpha or omega maybe Zoe Ellis you know fighting back against her alpha captor uh, Addison Kane <laughs> yeah. uh, and almost you know uh, establishing dominance over her and then it all just falls apart and Kane wins yeah right it sucks I think with the story I was uh, reminded of another story uh, involving actually doesn't involve any of that stuff but there will be blood I mean this is really Kane <laughs> drinking this is milkshake. Kane drinking Ellis's milkshake in a way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know and and I think it's easy to think of this as just a bunch of stupid legal drama because it is um, you know internet drama and posting that had to get officiated in some way, which is incredible and something that we always want to focus on and throw a spotlight on. But if you want to think of something else, I mean, I think 
the thing to think about is with the way in which information spread and the IT revolution, information and digital assets are, are something that has value in our markets. As we said, Addison Kane made $370,000 selling stupid, poorly written wolf porn. And again, right. it's no judgment on her. Like, people want it. Yeah, people yeah. want it. And, you know, like, regardless of what your thoughts on it are, it's going to make people money. And if it makes people money, then there needs to be rules about how, you know, those transfers occur and how people take that information that exists on the Internet that's freely available to anybody. Even if there are uh, digital rights around it, you can always torrent something. You can always find a screenshot. And, you know, the rules have to exist on on how things like posts and, and your content get spread for money. Yeah, um, I, think, I, I think about how much gold, you know, black gold uh, I give away every day on right. Twitter. Yeah, when I say pee pee poo poo pee pee, that's, I mean, it is, I mean, the reality is it is money it's for true. Twitter. Some yeah, Twitter idiot is, in fucking yeah. Ohio is like, oh, girl, girl, said pee pee poo poo pee pee, and is <laughs> seeing an ad for who the fuck knows what, Ponderosa Steakhouse or something, and that's making Twitter money. Yeah. yeah, Jack Dorsey is, is 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 on the top of a mountain, you know, like uh, meditating in a sweat lodge, uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> all because we're on here posting about our dicks yeah. on Twitter. All it's our yeah. emotional labor. Yeah. Um, but you can see in cases like this, you know, the 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 what did we learn issue is that people can really manipulate the rules that do exist, and and. Absolutely. corner a market and make a lot of money off of it and that's what Kane did. She used the DMCA as a weapon to uh to to take out not just, you know, stop content because there's all sorts of DMCA takedown notices that are completely frivolous and people are doing it for all sorts of nefarious ends, but she's using it to eliminate competition. The one right. thing that the law is supposed to not do. Theoretically, right. the reason we live in this society and have these rules is to ensure a free market and she is corrupting that to the extreme. And one and completely walked away. Yeah, she's yeah. like a miniature. I mean, uh, this is not. I mean, this is really a. Uh, t we were talking about this before. I think it's really your point, Tim, which is, you know, she's like a little Disney. Right. right. Like, yeah. yeah, she is. Disney just taking like these ancient folk tales and fairy tales and slapping right. a copyright on them and yeah. aggressively pursuing anybody that. You that know, was actually. Dares. I would say that was Andy's point since he's not oh. here to defend himself. Yeah. But the, no, the broader since point. Since he's not was, here, yeah. it's your point. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. it's my point yeah. now. Uh, yeah, I copy. I copyrighted. Yeah. Copyright Andy. <laughs> just, just drink that motherfucker's milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, and. Right, but in this case, it's not old folklore. It's like the creative works of like nineteen-year-old queer girls who are yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's figuring true. out the world. And she's like this forty forty-year-old wine mom is repackaging like, it you know, in such a way that other kind of more mainstream audiences can find it palatable, and then right, and, then, and yeah, and then saying I own this. Like, not only am I making money off it, but it's only mine. It belongs to only me. It's right. It's fucked. And then yeah. when. And then when, you know, the pious, uh, you know, Zoe Ellis uh, pops up and, and, and tries to make her, her play, uh, she gets bludgeoned to death uh, in Addison Kane's yeah, uh, private bowling. bowling alley with a bowling pin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. We're finished. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Hand. 
place called Lee Hall Forks. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. You better not let him in Little old lady got mutilated late last night Werewolves of London again 